And welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. If you missed yesterday's program, well, you're not going to be able to podcast it because apparently something went down and it never made it. We will try to get that back up uh, at some point today. We appreciate you listening. Um, I don't want to go overboard with this because I think most of you probably just don't care. It's like, yeah, dude, your life's great. I'm miserable on my way to work. Like, this sucks, dude. Talk about something else. But, like, we did get the report card yesterday. And it came back gangbusters like it has every single time that we've been on the air here. And uh, that's not really a testament to us. That's a testament to you. Apparently, you guys have terrible taste and you just keep coming back for more. All we are is a crappy audio bird feeder and you keep like, you know, bust bust the tower. You know what I mean? You're just a bunch of mavericks smacking beak first into the glass. But we did do very, very well. And I appreciate that. But this will sum this shows you this shows you the up and down yin and yang of my life right here. Okay. So a buddy of mine just hit me up on Facebook. I haven't seen him in forever. Right? Long time. So ratings came back yesterday. Number one, King of the Hill. Everything's doing great. Right. A buddy I ain't seen in forever hits me up on Facebook. Yo, Dan, what are you up to these days? And I was like, well, God, I hope he means like what's going on in my life. <laughs> God, if you don't even know what's happening with me professionally, I really got to get my act together. I uh, I run into that kind of frequently too, though, where it's like I would think that most people in your day to day life that like at one point or another had a relationship with you, they would know. But sometimes it's just like people are just oblivious to what's going on around him. So did you tell him like, "Hi, I work in radio now," or like, "Well, literally three doors down was ending when he sent me the message." <laughs> so I don't know what the hell he's doing up at six o'clock in the morning. He's a uh, he's He's a bar uh, bar person. I was going to say, I bet you I know exactly what he's all yeah, doing. Yeah, me too. That's why I noticed I haven't given you his name. <laughs> what he's doing up at 6 a.m. He's probably going to try to get you involved in like some sort of like, hey, you sell gang this. Oh. Yeah, no, no, oh, 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 no. Oh, oh, pyramid oh, oh. scheme. Not oh, gangbang. Oh. Pyramid scheme. Well, it's 6 a.m. It could go either way. End result could be the same there, but dude, maybe that's what it is. I always feel like anytime I get that random message from somebody in high school, it's like, hey, how are you? And it's like, good, man. Hey, how have you been? A oh, good, yeah, man. Yeah, we're cuckold now. My wife's going to hunt. <laughs> no, that's not what you think? That's not what I think. It's usually oh. some sort of financial opportunity. I did not expect to be laughing this early into the program, if I'm going to be honest that's with That's good. You. All right? I, I, you know me. I believe in airing things out, getting things out there in the open, right? Right. So full disclosure, did not sleep very much last night, right? So okay. that's out there. Was a little celebration last night? I mean, was it a... Nah, it was more just like, oh, God, I, now I got to do it all over again. Like, for okay. me, that's how it works. It's like, yeah, dude, the ratings period, I forget we're kind of in it. My mind just kind of goes, and like somehow good shows happen during those periods. And then like as soon as it's over and we get the good news, the clock starts over in the head. It's like, all right, well, now, now you got to figure out how to do it again. So I think it's probably a little bit, as, as much as you would think, it would be elation and like relaxing when it happens. It's almost like the first day is more anxiety. Now the next two days, I'll start to like it'll start to funnel in. I'll be like, ah, dude, just kick your feet up. Everything's all right. Yesterday was kind of weird for us because I think last year when we found out at this time we were number one, it was we were both on vacation and there was a little bit of like. All right, there's a party going for us. Something's happening. Where yesterday, I kind of like, I was really excited. It's Wednesday. I was here, and then I went home, and I was just kind of like looking around, and it was just me by myself. And like, you know what I mean? Like, there was a very like, oh, okay. I mean, if I'm being honest, ratings bonuses got a little more boring once I got too old for nose drugs. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, dude, you know, new golf clubs. It's almost exciting. I'm obviously kidding. But I, uh, so no, it was one of those things where I think it was just a little anxiety ridden, but really why I'm angry and angry is probably too far. All right. (sighs) Irritated. Let's go there. Okay. 
Those mean separate things? Yeah, those are different things. I didn't sleep last night, man. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, things. get ready. I'm going to float all kinds of wild <laughs> ideas today, man. Right. Like, Dude, I, we're inventing words today, creating new... Po- dude, I think I honestly... I think I fixed... <laughs> I think I fixed healthcare on my way okay. into work. This- the answer has got it all figured out now. <laughs> no, I did. I think I fixed okay. healthcare on my way into work. All we'll, right. we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out later in the program. But I... Uh, Every day I come to work, and I see the same thing every morning. Okay. And this morning, it was almost a bridge too far. But then I stopped myself because I feel like I work at the place where if I do the right thing, I'm still going to get in trouble for doing the right thing. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, dude. Overstepping this, your lane to fix something in someone else's lane 100% dude, will get you in we trouble. We just found out a third person Keith Kennedy is. <laughs> so we got Pat Sajak. He's Pat Sajak, President Donald Trump, Trump okay. and LeVar Ball. <laughs> stay in your lane. Never lost. <laughs> stay in your lane. Okay. He's a stay in your lane. Right. Like if you, dude, this is not, this is not <laughs> take initiative land here. This is not. This is, this is, that's not where we work. But they built a smoking tent, like a, like a covered unit for the smokers in this building. There are 10 people who work in this right. building. On a day-to-day basis, I see less than five of them. That's not hyperbole. I'm not kidding. I see less than five of them, right? And yet, we still had to build a smoker's tent in the middle of winter, this was, right? Right. And nobody ever used it. They still huddled up right outside the door and this and that and whatever. Strongly worded emails were a part of that. Like, you are not to be smoking outside of the door. You are like, there was, there was, I mean, just as strongly as you could be. I think there was even points where it was like, this is a, this is a, 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 you do it, you know, my way or the highway. Exactly right. And he is a my way or the highway dude. Okay. And it's not really all that good much of a highway. It's pretty (laughs) much his way, right? And so they built these people this smoking tent. Now, nobody ever stood underneath it. Some dude that who Fantone hates would park his car <laughs> underneath it. Yeah. See, he's mad because he knows I waited Some for him. Some dude Fantone hates. <laughs> yeah. What? I just drove that big-ass bus all over top of you, dude. I did. And I waited for you to be drinking that coffee before I did it. Yeah. And I'm the one that was mad about him parking his car in the, underneath the tent. Dude, you don't park. Dude, what have you done here that makes you think... That you would be the one to get covered parking. You don't get covered parking. Dude, you know what? As a matter of fact, when you get in today, I want your key card. You know what I mean? Covered parking, douche. Oh, my God. That made me so crazy. But that's not even what I'm mad about. That godforsaken like smoker's tent has been smashed up, shoved in a corner like a Katrina FEMA tent for like <laughs> since Christmas morning. And it's just, there's like a random office chair that just spins <laughs> in a circle because of the wind, just looking sad with that big rip down the center of the back of the office chair, like everyone you've ever owned ever. What happened is during the winter months, they didn't like think about like the weight of the snow and the ice. So there was eventually a point that just so much snow had accumulated on it, it crushed in from the inside. And at that point, the chairs that are underneath What's of it. What's scary is the guy who built that right? thing, title, engineer. <laughs> so so, so this thing has been down since snow. So was, like, I mean, That was an unfair jab. We're talking, six, we're talking six months here, right? Yeah. Of, of, of this thing just being crumpled up in the parking lot. Of Ohio. Right. And like, Six months of Ohio on it. I, and, and it's just it's just like nobody's even going to say anything. Like Marriages no- don't stack up to six months of Ohio winners. You think of like a half-made smoker's tent is going to do it? So like 
Every day I fantasize about throwing this thing out. So I got here this morning really early because I didn't sleep last night. And I was like, you know what? Had a sup last night. I'd probably drag that thing across the parking lot. And then I started thinking, what am I, crazy? I work at the place that if I do the right thing by taking this one lone twirling office chair and, and the smile. I mean, dude, it's honestly like the saddest. It looks like a sad midget stripper pole just out there just twirling in the wind on its own. But I was like, if I throw all this stuff away, take initiative, my boss would be like, what are you, an idiot? We spent the, how much money on that thing? You just threw it in the garbage can? And I would have to fight choke back the words. <laughs> You left it on the ground for nine months. Dude, what is going on with that? I, why am I upset about it? I, that is a good question of why are you upset about it, but I, I don't have an answer, it's the man. first break of the show, <laughs> goddammit. You think I can tell you about Miles Garrett right now? No. I got I got 12 of these to do. You know what I mean? It's called the stretch. I guess I could tell you we're going to give you Coheed and Cambria tickets, but I haven't slept, so six to five. I probably forget to give them out anyway, right? All right. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I'm reading this crazy story from WKYC.com right now. Where uh, out of Cleveland this is. East Side. Where seven people were shot at a, uh, at a bar on the East Side. The Dog Pound Lounge at uh, St. Clair. East 186th Street there. And at first I was like, dude, screw what we name kids. Like, how is nobody passing out liquor licenses uh. when you go in and go, yeah, Dog Pound Lounge. How are they not going, ah, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then I thought about it. It's like, oh, no, this is obviously a link to the Browns thing. Like, I always forget about, you know, that. So it's like, yeah. I, that's obviously what they were going for there. Seven people were shot after a uh, local rapper, Q Money. Okay. I guess had uh, was like like filming videos or something like in the club, probably making it rain that kind of thing. Okay. And then uh, like, I'm just guessing wasn't there. And uh, seven people though. Jeez. Q money. Yeah. Like Q the letter Q money. Yeah. Okay. yeah Q money. Okay. I feel a little bad uh, for the owner of that establishment though. That uh, that is not going to go well for him for a little while. No. Sales are probably going to dry up a little bit. I have the most Canton story ever here, and I saw this yesterday. And actually, I when I saw it yesterday, the headline was enough for me. I was like, oh, that's entertaining. I like it. And it's the most Canton thing ever. Where a... I'll just read you the headline right here. News5Cleveland.com Canton man flees from trooper during traffic stop and then runs out of gas. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Lord. I, uh... Apparently what had happened here is he stole a car. Uh, okay. And was kind of like in the pursuit, right? Or was like kind of like running around and the cop tried to pull him over and then he tried to run. Is what happened. And then they say the chase ended a short time later after the car ran out of gas. I mean, imagine the bad luck you got to have for that to happen. Well, you, you're you right. This is a very Cantonesque story. And like, I don't know. I assume most people driving down West Tusk at any given moment are under half a tank, right? This seems like an area of the country where it's like, oh, dude, I know it. I know it. It doesn't matter if the light's on. Even in Jackson. Yeah. Quarter take of gas in that new E-class. And dude, feeling yeah. fine about it and not even having an yeah. issue. So I'm not, I am not necessarily surprised, especially in the summertime when people are, you know, when when when, when people are traveling a little bit more, gas prices are a little bit more expensive. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, jacked I'm, up a little I'm bit not there. surprised there. Uh, Jesse Wayne Baker, I believe, is this guy's name. 
Uh, that's really unlucky. But it did make me think about and want to revisit a little bit. And people always get freaked out when I say this. Now, I'm not going to do it. And I'm definitely not advising anybody else to do it. And especially, I understand the seriousness surrounding these things. And so sometimes people just get upset about the fact that I'm willing to joke around about it at all. Right. I think those people need to relax. I want to run from the cops, dude. Like, I know it's dumb. Like, and I know I'm way too old. Like, that's like, let's get that out there. I know it's not smart. I know it ends poorly. But I guess if virtual reality can deliver me that on some like real level where it actually feels real, then that will be enough. But I'm sorry, dude. Like, there are things like you just want to see on the other side of the page. This is one of those things that I'm surprised there's not like a fantasy camp for, where there's not some sort of like criminal fantasy camp where you can like get away, where you can like essentially like go push over a bank. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you and your squad or whatever, you go push over a bank. And while you're in the process of doing that, officers, quote unquote, officers of the law, you know, try to apprehend you or kill you or whatever it is that they're going to, they're going to try to do there. It just seems very like, I don't know that somewhere there would be that option available to you of like, live out, live out your criminal fantasies, you know, legally. You know, another thing I wonder not necessarily what it's like to kill somebody. Okay. Well, I don't think they can do that. No, no, no. It's not Westworld <laughs> yet. No, okay. no, no. But I would be interested to find out how fast could the Canton Police Department catch me. I know quick. I'm getting caught. Yeah, quick. I know I'm getting quick. caught. Like, because the, the technology is just way too good now. There's cameras too many places. I would, like, not think of something easy. So I know I'd get caught. But do I make it a month? Oh, do I, no, you, dude. You don't think now, I, where, did, where does you, it start? You don't think I could off a random person in Canton, Ohio and get away for a month? Well, are you saying, so you murder somebody and now they're like, do they know it's you or they still have to figure it out? Or is it like, hey, they stop you at a traffic stop and you decide, yo, I'm bolting. I'm getting in the car and I'm leaving. Because those are two very different things. Way different things. Okay. I think they get me out of the car and onto the ground running away from a traffic stop pretty fast. (laughs) I do. I think they do. Right? I'm saying body hits the ground, chalk line around it. Oh, my God, this is awful. Cantonrep.com, story's up. Now, uh, you know, detectives on the scene. Here's the shell casing in the corner here. I don't know. Perpetrator walked through the, you know, walked through the blood and back to the refrigerator. That might sink, <laughs> that might sink me a little. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's what I want to know. Like, I wonder, like, how, like, am I capable of pulling off a caper that could at least... Like, you ever watch the first 48 and they get a dude in there and like in the first 20 seconds he can't handle it and he's like, I did it. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, they caught that dude in like six hours. Like, I think I could commit a crime and not get caught in the first six hours. Uh, I think it depends on what the crime is, certainly. I mean, you know, murder is obviously going to be different than, you know, a bag of weed. But at the end of the day, I don't feel very confident in your I mean, you're resourceful and you're smart, but at the same time, like this is this is this is. I'm also passionate and impatient. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Dude, you're gonna get fed up with something. You're not gonna want to deal with it. Yeah. You're not gonna plan anything for the show. And the next morning, you're gonna come in. You're gonna be like, Phantom, I you know what I did? You know, I know what I did last night. Yeah, I like. This is a weird thing about me. Like, I am like legitimately afraid of jail, like on a real level. Mm-hmm. Like, and I always say to fans, like, we'll hear stories about, it. and I'm like, dude, that guy woke up and like n- would have never thought like jail was going to be part of his day to day. And look, there he goes now. He's just in jail, right? Just some random story. And so every day I'm like, 
avoid anything <laughs> that, that might end with that story, you know, revolving around you. Because, like, I, yeah, I would not be good in that situation at all. And so I'm just sitting, sometimes I sit and think, like, how long could I get away with doing something awful? And if my career's any indicator, it's about 20 years. <laughs> it's about just, it's about just that long. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. You're a jerk. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I am uh, I'm upset with a lot of you. Okay. Dude, people are not optimistic about me getting away with committing a crime <laughs> from the cops. They are not thinking I can do it. No. No, it's uh, overwhelmingly. Well, let's start with the first comment. Canton police officer. <laughs> Lamar Sharp says, dude, I would catch you in three minutes. I would have you tased in three and a half. He's, I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm afraid of that dude. I am. I'm afraid of him. It's a big man. I, do you, th- you think I let that dude on the radio because I like him? No, not even close. It's because he's <laughs> humongous, and I know he can put me in a figure four, and it's going to hurt. Obviously kidding. I love Lamar. We should get him back in here soon, as a matter of fact. Yeah, he's been all over the map recently. People are people are paying attention to him. But most people feel like I couldn't do this. As a matter of fact, Erica says, you need to check out that show, Hunted. And I have actually seen one or two episodes of this. Oh, yeah. If I have the right show, I think Hunted is this show where they know it's you and you're off the grid and you have to stay off the grid as to not, like, they have people all over kind of looking for you and tracing the cards and the ATMs and they're hacked into cameras and that whole thing. And you just have to stay off the grid so they don't catch you. My scenario is different. Again, a random Cantonite, not somebody that I'm involved with or that I know, friends with or whatever, so it can't be like, oh, heated love affair, right? Not right. One of the, not necessarily one of those. A random Cantonite. I decide, you know what? I've had enough. This is my Michael Douglas walk, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, moment. I've had enough in traffic. I got this briefcase for some reason in 2018. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> And I'm in falling down, and I've just I've had enough, and I just pick one random Cantonite, and I just like you know what I'm icing them, they're going down, and I do it. Do I'm curious to know, and I'm like I said, I know I get caught. The right. technology's too good. I'm not a seasoned criminal. It's my first foray. I would probably look guilty everywhere I went. Yeah, you'd be sweaty. I wear my emotions on my face normally. You know what I mean? I don't know if they had the I did it face. I mean, I haven't used that since virginity. So, like, I'm not sure, like, if they still make that one. But, like, um, I would, uh, I think I could make it a month, though, right? No, no. No eyewitnesses? You don't think I can make it a month? No, because once again, I mean, you're just randomly Dude, picking. Well, let me tell you what's unfortunate <laughs> is that one lo- unlucky Cantonite is going to be lost to, so I can prove Pantone wrong. You, you're just randomly picking somebody and murdering them. You're not even like putting thought into it. You don't. If, no, now, I didn't say that. I'm just saying that. So, so you're giving yourself time to like prepare and like you're going to have like a, right. a murder plan here. So you don't. Oh yeah, it's well, pretty bad. Because in my mind, what it is is like traffic, traffic, no, accident no, 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 gone no, no, wrong. No, no, so no, you're no, stalking this person, learning about this person, that, planning this murder. Because that, unfortunately, dude. I would much rather just lose my ish in traffic, <laughs> pull out the Uzi, and mow him like like you know thing down. Now, like, obviously, we're we're joking a little bit here, right? I know the world's a pretty serious place. Just Not a everybody's bit. got a sense of humor, right? But like, I'm obviously kidding. But I would prefer like to let the emotions go that way. But I know to everybody's a media center. 
oh my god, that dude from Rock 106.9. Right. And that would be the hashtag, too. It wouldn't even be my name. It would no, be like, that dude. dude from Rock 106. Fish heads killing people. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what would happen. Right? And everybody would get it wrong and that whole thing. So, no, I know I get caught way too fast that way. Like, no, no, no. I'm saying, like, there I am in the mall. Or maybe that thing that used to be a mall, right? And, that, like, you catch a straggler. Okay. It's like nobody misses you. Okay. Like, you ever just see some people, like a person? Like, they did that in Seinfeld where Elaine was like, I could kill you. Nobody would know. And then you ever just think to yourself, like, who's going to miss that dude? Or me, for that matter. I was going to say his family, his loved ones, his coworkers, his friends. I mean, I ah, think, dude, I think there's there some people more, out there. Do way more people out there without connections than you realize. Hey, sure, but at the end of the day, I think at least when you when you don't show up to work, eventually your boss is going to be like, well, what's happening here? I'm, I'm just trying to... Yeah, I didn't say no hands raised. I'm just <laughs> saying, ultimately, is anybody really going to miss you? I'm, well, no. If you're going to ultimately say miss you, no. I mean, we're all just dust in the wind. So that's but, what I'm saying. You mean to tell me that, 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 that if I took like a random idiot... Right? And, I, like, I kind of, like, followed him for a few hours. Like, put the tail on him. You know what I mean? You don't think I can tail a <laughs> Where car? Where are you getting these terms from, dude? Putting the tail on him. No, I do not think this is a good I idea. I used to watch I, the Rockford Files. I, That's I, what I'm I getting. Do not, I do not think you last long in this. I, I, I just don't. Because, and here's the thing, too, is do you go back to your day-to-day life the day after you commit this murder? Because that's the best hiding place, right, is in plain sight. Yeah, you can't run. So 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 now, now you're continuing your life as... As, as was, but you just now know that you murdered somebody. or So you're not on the lam. You're not like out there running actively from the cops. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to get away with this. I don't know. Not dude. like, hey, I don't, I don't think Hey, somebody gonna... just died and nobody can find Sansbury. I wonder if he did. I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm going to stand by my initial statement. A and, month. Uh, you dude, don't give me 30 I days. I do not give you 30 days. No, I do not. I well, do not. To be fair, I didn't get 30 days at 87.7 You did not get I did 30 not. days I did there. not. I did not. No, I, uh, my job was lost. Uh, the wall took a little too uh, too long to build there, right? <laughs> <laughs> lost that one before all the mortar could get in between them bricks there. Just a little bit early. So it turns out there's a list of things we're all doing that makes us less attractive. Okay. Right? So everybody could be a little hotter. Find out how you can be next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Pass out those Coheed and Cambry tickets, 830. That show July 29th. Get you hooked up. Nautica, I believe that is. Yes, sir. So I'm looking over this list of things that apparently make us less attractive to other people. Not necessarily opposite sex, because it could be, you know what I mean, like same-sex couples or whatever. But like, it's just these are things that make you less attractive to somebody you may be trying to court. Okay. And I think this first one I'm going to start with here is indicative of what I'm always talking about. Anytime we read anything from any advice column, it always tells you, be more confident. And I always say, ah, dude, if you're going to fake confidence, I think it's going to go bad for you. And this is something that I think is adjacent to what I'm always trying to convey with that, which is they say too much personality, it's making you less attractive. They say, yeah, you want to put your best foot forward, but you have to always make sure you're being humble, showing a little humility, that whole thing. She said, you know, this woman that's writing this says, you can, there's nothing, a woman's going to rather find out through discovery and asking you and like kind of being smart enough to ballpark how much money you make versus you just throwing numbers out. Oh, yeah. 
I, dude, I think that's unbecoming on anyone where it's like you start like throwing the numbers out. And there's a part of me that's like, well, dude, that's just like manners and like co- common decency. And then there's a part of me too that's like, well, you were raised right. Well, that's what they that's what they want us to do is not talk about our salaries because then wait, we, you know what I mean? That at that point it's like, wait, nobody's making any money here. Oh, you mean just in in the workplace in general? Well, I'm just saying in like in like general conversation of of of. Oh, I'm sure you don't talk about money. Yes, who who do you always see in movies saying that? It's the people with the money, right? And part of that is is because they don't want to. It's an uncomfortable conversation. We have it, you don't, and you want to take it from us, and we don't want to give it up. And so, yeah, that's totally where that comes from. So, other things here that can make you less attractive to other people. They say flashing a smile or not. It says, men rated smiling women as more attractive, while women rated smiling men as less attractive. And again, this goes into never trust the group of people on what they say they want. Give them what they really want. And again, because what are women always going to say? I just want a nice guy. Talks about his feelings. But as soon as you get one of those guys, you're going to call him a sissy. And then you're going to go cheat on the bad boy who you wish could get his credit and, you know, together and move out of his sister's house. That way you could at least take him to dinner and not feel like a loser yourself. But it doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? And so, like, this, I, I think this can, this can be true in certain situations here. And I think this hurts me a lot. I am not very much for talking to strangers a whole lot. I've been trying to do a little bit more of it just because. I don't know. I'm just trying to find more. You know, I'm just trying to be a, a nicer person overall. But sometimes I'll be in the grocery store and I'll get stuck between hello, hi, or just like a head nod. And I'll find myself like weirdly smiling. And instead of like saying hello, like I just sometimes almost kind of mouth it. And then I come off like I'm sure like really strange and weird. And I'm just like, oh, this is not good. I got to get out of here. Get the eggs. Let's go home. It's it's very comparable to eye contact where if you overdo it, you're going to look like a psychopath. Yes. Like right out of the gate, dude. If, you, if, if you're just sitting there cheesing full smile like cheese at, at people in the day-to-day life, like of course that's going to be awkward. My thing is like if I make some sort of eye contact where we're both acknowledging each other, you can't necessarily like head nod a little old lady in the grocery store. I'll give a little smile there and then move on quickly with my day. I, I, I think when it comes to finding a mate with that, people want a nice experience in life. So I don't I don't think you should scowl at the chick across no. the bar and expect it to work out well. But like I said, if you overdo it, you're going to look desperate and you're going to look like a psycho. Ultimately, I think the strong silent type looks more attractive from across the room. You know what I mean? Like, I, ultimately, that's what they want. That is what they want. It's what most of them want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe not, you know, like a 19-year-old girl right now, maybe not. But do most women, that's what they want. Is they like as a matter of fact, this this is a really this is a generational thing. Cuz young women message in and say all this like new millennial stuff to me, but then like the older women who listen say to me, "What happened to men? Like why did you guys just become soft like sissies?" And I'm like, "Well, because we get accused of being toxic when we're not." And they're like, "Well, yeah, okay, so maybe we're to blame for that a little bit." I was like, "Well, I mean, I don't know who's to blame, but ultimately, yeah, I mean, that's why." And a lot of older women are like, "You know what? I I wish that wouldn't have happened. I liked it better when men were men." Another thing that's making you less attractive at least to women for sure, guys, is um is what you're wearing. And they say if you want to be more attractive, apparently red's the color. Red's the color that's going to pull the eye. And I could buy this. 
I've actually heard this to be the theory as to why you should not buy a red car because it's going to pull the eye of the police officer. And if you're driving too fast, you're probably more likely to get pulled over. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if there's data on that. But it's one of those things, again, like happy hour logic. Kind of sounds like that makes sense to me. And again, if you put people, most people dress in dark clothing, gray, black, white, you know what I mean? Like very just like these like you know monotone colors where if you throw a little color in there, it's like, oh, who's that? You're, people are going to notice you. Yeah, I mean, it's a power color for a reason. And there's a million different examples of if you are trying to garner attention on yourself, why that would make sense. So I buy it. Wear a red shirt. Don't wear don't wear something like ketchup red, but like buy a red that compliments you and looks good with something. And you probably have some luck with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would worry about you if you've made it this far in life and you don't have red shirts. What are you doing without red shirts? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, when you're sitting there before a date or whatever, and you're like, ah, what should I oh, go yeah. if I'm trying to get laid tonight? Dude, put on a red shirt. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's not my favorite color, but it definitely does work. Um, if you're confident enough, pink works a lot. Conversation starter, and um, again, there's a, there's a subconscious message that sends out to women that that dude's ultra-confident, and what might it be about? You know what I mean? And that does work. Now, this one for guys actually looking at the women there, um, and, and so ladies, uh, you think more makeup is the way to go? It's not. Apparently, we really do prefer a more um, like natural look, so less is more with the makeup. My my thoughts on that are there's two things that really matter there is what are you at your 10 and what are you at your zero and like where does that kind of you know because I, I, I want you to be able to wear makeup and look good for things but I also don't want you to be 100% dependent on that where you look like a completely different person from zero to 100. Yeah, there. you can't do that um, and I would agree with that but if there is nothing there is nothing hotter than when you take a woman out to dinner and she looks amazing in that dress, the shoes, the makeup, and all that. But then she comes home after a long night and she washes her face and then she gets in in the bed and she is going to pretend to read three chapters in that book and you just kind of look over and the hair is kind of pulled back in a ponytail and she's leaning up against the headboard pretending to read the book and you just look at her naturally and and to you she's hotter now than she was at dinner, that is a good feeling. When you have a woman like that where you're like, dude, you're still hot when we scrape all the stuff off of you, honestly, it, it, that's a, that would be on my checklist of like, okay, well, like we, we might have to start working in our, ourselves into serious uh, territory here. Another thing that's making you less attractive to other people is your hobby. Talking about what you're into way too much on dates is going to be like, I don't care what people really ultimately at the end of the day, whether they say they do or not, people would like to talk about themselves. As a matter of fact, like you'll notice this, like when I meet you, like you listen, I always say this to people. I feel like, you know, everything there is to know about me, dude. We just met. I don't know anything about you. What do you do? Like I normally the first, the first couple of minutes we meet, I switch pitch. I start asking you stuff. You know what I mean? It's people want to talk about themselves. That's that's very much true in job interviews too, oh, and, for and sure. situations like that where the first, you know, often the first things out of your mouth should be like, "Well, tell me a little bit about the company. Tell me a little bit about what you guys have going on here." Because then all of a sudden, you're right; they're answering questions about themselves. It seems like everyone's in agreement. Like, okay, now now we now we have a, an established banter, and before you know it, you've got the job, or you're getting laid, or you're doing whatever you you know. It, dude, most times in life, if you're just a good time you're going to get what you want. If you're just a good time, you might get the sex you want. If you're just a good time, you might get the job you want. People like a good hang. If you're just a good hang, 
And that's where I see a lot of people really go wrong. Is this like down, drab, woe is me, poor is me. Do you ever think maybe everybody's miserable, not just you? It's like, dude, if that's your outlook 24 hours a day, why do you think it's not raining good things in your life? It is a little bit, you know, you can't like wish positive things in your life, but you can take a couple of positive steps in the right direction. And so, yeah, I think if you're a good hang, you are probably going to circle the things in life you want more often. More Sansbury Show is right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I, uh... Many times you'll hear me defend the West Coast. Um, having lived out there a couple of different times, dealt with a couple of different places... I mean, Nevada's not really going to be considered uh, the West Coast, but, you know, I've lived in Oregon. I've lived in California a couple of times and a couple of different places. And, and uh, I feel like sometimes California gets beat up on. Um, it's really, really strange because people will say this to me all the time. Oh, liberals just in their bubble out there and, you know, you know, you know, uh, bleached Babylon and like all the other like, you know, terrible, you know, awful joke stereotypes people talk about. California, but if you've never really been there or lived there, you don't understand. It's like outside of LA, San Francisco, there's more real America. Like, dude, that's that state has everything. But I try to defend it, and then they just go and do stuff that makes it so hard to defend them. Now, I know a lot of you are going to hear this, and you're actually going to agree with it and clap at it and think I'm an idiot. That's fine. I'm okay with that too. But apparently, now, Santa Barbara, which is a very well-to-do, nice part of California, beautiful part of California, earlier this month has passed an ordinance authorizing not only hefty fines, but possible jail sentences for violators who dole out, pass out, plastic straws at restaurants, bars, and other food establishments, including coffee shops. According to the ordinance, violators on their first offense will be given a written warning notice. Second time, a purveyor of plastic straws defies the ban is when the heavy hand of the law could clamp down, they claim. In that case, the ordinance cites penalties from the city's municipal code for a fine not exceeding $1,000 in imprisonment for a term not exceeding six months. Meaning they could charge you up to six months in jail for passing out these straws if they catch you more than one time doing it. Do I think you're going to go to jail? No. This sounds a lot of like not, of course not. This sounds a lot like if we catch you smoking in these bars, we're writing you these fines. And ultimately, why are they not going to haul you off to jail? Because they want you behind the bar letting people smoke again so they can come in and write you another fine because it's about the money. Nobody cares about pollution, nobody cares about your health. This is about finding another way to steal money. Now, some people do care about pollution, and I'm sure it's a real issue. But here's the thing. This is only straws. You want to get coffee, plastic stirs, they'll still give them to you. However, you have to ask for it. I understand this, right? Plastic can be a bitch for us. It can be, and it's going to be a problem. Like that, that those chickens will come home for sure, and probably already are. I was going to say, I think kind of safe to say already are. But. Right? I mean, dude, that, like I saw that guy who's trying his best to clean up the ocean, and like he's doing it with the plastic bottles and like that whole thing. And it's like he says, he admits, it's like, dude, I'm tilting at windmills already. Like we're far beyond gone with this already, right? And so, like, that's 
a little unnerving. I don't love that. I am a person who likes to appreciate the earth. I say it all the time. Go travel, go see things because the earth is the only thing that can really wow you anymore. Right. I like how I like how like not wanting a giant plastic ocean in the or you know Makes plastic island in the middle of the ocean. It's like, well, dude, I, that's that's okay, right? Well, I mean, dude, I mean, water. I mean, water's important, guys. It does a lot yeah. of stuff. It does a lot of stuff, right? But and yet, I feel all that way. And yet I feel like banning plastic straws is crazy and overboard. It's probably not, but yet I feel like that way. I'll tell you where I would have started is, and I don't, I don't mean to pick on this particular, you know, coffee chain, but the one that gives you the tall white cup, right? Puts the white lid on top of it, right? And then for some reason puts the plastic thing through the drink hole of it. That that six inch piece of plastic that. Swizzle stick, half of what used to be like a you know a Captain Morgan sword, but now it's just long and pointy for some reason. It's uh, it's to trap the heat in, right? It's so that when you're walking, you're not like spilling it. You know what I mean? Uh. As you're walking down the street or whatever like that, so you're not spilling it. But no, I mean the point is, is there's going to be a lot of one use plastic in our lives. It's it's a part of modern society, and we'd all be liars to say like, well. Pff, I haven't been wasteful or I haven't been like, we all take it for granted that it's like, all right, yeah, dude, give me 20 straws, whatever. I, I, it so does, how hard could this be to fix? Well, the part of the problem is, is that straws aren't recyclable. That's, that's where you're getting into at least a part of the reason why well, people are anti. Well, that's on them now. I mean, we've been able to recycle. Dude, most things anymore, you don't even have to take the package out anymore. You can just dump in a recycling bin and it's good to go. So, like, if we haven't figured out how to recycle straws, that's on them. Well, what that's all about is they're too small and too light for, like, modern, like, sorting. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, so more times than not, straws end up in, in trash in trash heaps, like, as opposed to being recycled like other plastics, which is, you know, a part of the a point that they're trying to make. Now, if you're talking about banning something, I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily in support of that. If, if you, as a business, decide, well, hey, we don't want straws anymore, that's your prerogative. Behind closed doors, some business owners are celebrating this in California. That is, having been a small business owner, Dude, when you got like a server and it's not her money, but it's every dollar you have into this restaurant slash bar and people are just grabbing handfuls of napkins and you watch, they never get used and you just throw them away in the garbage can. You have no idea when you have to go to cash and carry or whatever the equivalent of that would be here and you have to spend that money to buy those paper products. Now, again, you need them because it's part of the customer experience. You need napkins, you need straws, you need all this stuff. So it's like you got to do it. But there is a way if you, if you can corral your staff and get on them and make them see, like in the end, if you save me this money, I can pay it to you. Like, don't like let's let's help me stay on this, right? And it can. So there's a lot of businesses that are right now like, well, dude, I'm not gonna have to spend the money on those straws. That's kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, Starbucks redesigned their um, their cold cup lids so that they're kind of almost like sippy cups now, as opposed to like with How a straw. How perfect is that for I now? mean, uh, that's but, so perfect for right now. But you got to give them. You can't just be handing glass like with cups no straw. with no with no way to drink it. You can't just hand them a cup with a lid and expect them to open it up and take a sip out of it. Like, uh, so you're gonna have to come up with something there. All right. I'm going to give you another insight as to how crazy I am, okay? This would not bother me drive through getting a cup of coffee anywhere, right? I, it, it wouldn't bother me because I'm more prone to just kind of drink it or whatever. So I, I don't need a straw with that stuff, right? Um, even like fast food burger place. Okay. Fine, whatever. I'll wait till I get to where I'm going. I, I, I would like to have a sip of this Sprite in my car, but fine. If I, don't, if I can't do it right now because I don't have a straw, fine. I, I'll meet you there. 
and this is what's crazy. This is where I get really crazy right here. But if you walked me into like a family chain restaurant and you handed me a glass and expected me to drink soda out of it without a straw, I'd be like, what am I, a barbarian? Yet, same bar, same restaurant. Go to the bar, order a pint, slam it right, it right down right in the glass. It, right. Doesn't even matter. Won't even think twice about it. So because, but there's something about drinking like regular things out of a glass in a, an establishment. I'm like that makes me go herpes. Well, I mean, we all <laughs> use the same silverware, you know. What I'm but again, but again, I do think about that. But I, again, that is part of my thought. I do think about the silverware too. Um, if but if, when I drink beer, I don't think about. It's like somehow it's like, well, the alcohol will kill it. The the answer to this to me is like, why why haven't we come up with a better straw yet? I mean, like I know there's like now these like reusable straws that people are using, but like why why can't we use like a paper straw or like something? that you know will so, de- you know degrade over time like why is it that that we have to use plastic straws this is one of the uh so this is how i came to know about this a little bit so i was walking through the sales department earlier this week and my friend nicole was back there and she had this thing like sticking out of her like soda can and i was like what in the hell is that she was what are you an idiot that's a straw you never seen a straw i was like not one that looks like that and she's like no it's metal i was like what in the hell would you want a metal straw for she goes, well, I don't want to be shamed on Facebook anymore. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, it's the new thing. The mom groups are shaming everybody on Facebook. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you don't know about this? She's like, you're not allowed to use plastic straws anymore. I was like, well, first of all, I'm allowed to use plastic straw. I don't know who convinced you you're not allowed. But she, so like, I used it. And sure enough, everything tastes like metal coming out of it. So let me ask you this. Why don't we have paper straws? Like a thick, hard, like almost like, so let me, so hold on. So I can get the consistency in both a toilet paper and paper towel roll, but I can't find something similar to that that I could drink soda out of? I mean, they make the cup out of paper. You know what I mean? Like, why is it that we can't... Why is it Why is it a plastic straw? Somewhere along the line... We're protecting somebody's money? Well, yeah, of course. There's money involved. But somewhere along the line, there's a better straw to be made. And, like, I don't know. Somebody come up with that. Like, make, make your million dollars right there. Come up with a better straw. Well, this guy brings up an interesting point. He's like, come yeah. on, let's admit it. Before plastic was a thing, people were drinking stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, Chrissy. So, so what were they using? Like, what did you do? I'm sure it was you just drank. Like, you probably just picked up your cup and drank. Now, I'm gonna say this, and I'm half kidding, okay? But it is an interesting insight as to how crazy some of these, let's call them Twitter arguments, get spun. All right. How crazy, because this is, this to me, you're going to be, oh, Stansbury, stop it. That's just being crazy. But this to me sounds like a lot of these arguments I hear on Twitter that people want me to take seriously. I don't know, guys. I don't know what I'm supposed to tell people with sensitive teeth. Sorry, no straw. Suck it up. Get better. You're just a defect. You got problems. Oh, but you don't know. Having sensitive teeth, it's a disease. It's a problem. You don't know the struggle. And so, like, dude, I mean, ultimately, can't we spin this that far crazy? There's been the argument made of that, like, people who are in, uh, I don't want to say handicapped situations, but straws make that easier for them to live their day-to-day life. And, like, I get that, and special accommodations certainly can be made made but like when it comes when it when it comes down to it like 
you as the business have your prerogative to do what you want. You as that city have the prerogative to have the laws that you want in place, right? I don't want I can't tell San Bernardino, no, you can't make this law when when I'm not gonna let them tell me what laws we can make in Canton. So like if 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 you have special needs and you have to have a plastic straw, well They don't have special needs. They just want to be ahead of the curve. That's not a special need. That's just wanting to be a douche. Well, I mean, it's like at that point, then you know, accommodations can be made, but like you can't expect the entire world to bend to you. Well, especially this paper straws cost two and a half cents compared to with a half a cent for a plastic straw. This is the guy who owns and distributes paper straws. So he's telling you the truth because he's telling you, look, my product's going to cost you more money. So uh, now uh, uh, apparently they're saying now that again, this is going to cost the, the, you know, the places more money to stock the paper straw. And that essentially now this cost they're saying is, is that then you're not allowed to raise your prices, which of course we all know is a lie. They are going to raise, essentially you are going to have, this is what I keep trying to tell people. If you want this stuff, I am fine with it. But what you're going to have to realize is there is nothing that you, there, there should be nothing that you put in your mouth that makes you go, Oh my God, that's amazing. That should cost a dollar. That's way too little money. The margins on that are nowhere near high enough. So this is what I'm always saying. If you want better treatment for chickens, I'm fine with it. Let's treat the chickens better. But then we need to raise the prices of the eggs. The eggs are cheap because of the practices to the chickens because it's cheaper to get the end product. We're starting to care about how that stuff is done now. Where when I was growing up in America, it was like, dude, just bacon on the plate. Eggs, fine. I don't care where it came from. There's Ethiopia, Dan. Just eat it. Right? That was the, that was the, the you know, that was the America I grew up in. Now I, you have to care about everything. I don't know why, but you do. But if you want better treatment for that stuff, then you're going to have to be willing to pay more money. This is why I get annoyed with people all the time is because you want the thing. But then when I tell you how much more money it costs you, then you go, well, no, don't do that. Well, then don't bitch about it on Twitter and create hashtags and make me roll my eyes at you until you're sure you want the goddamn thing. All right. That's it. All right. Enough high horse. We'll get off of it. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Guess hang on. Hi. Yo, guys. Fans home from the Sansbury Show here. Honor Fighting Championship. Bringing MMA action back to the flats. That's right. It is Honor Fighting Championship 6. It is fight night at Nautica and all goes down August 18th up in Cleveland. Now, listen. Tickets are already moving fast. I don't want you to get shut out. So go get yours at HonorFightingChampionship.com. The lineup is already stacked and it includes friend of the Sansbury Show, uh, the Vanilla Gorilla, Nick Brashear. He'll be making his MMA pro debut at fight night you don't want to get shut out on this dude tickets still available uh including vip packages get yours at honorfightingchampionship.com Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. Rock 106. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, 9.30 this morning. They are thinking about another show reboot, and they missed it by a decade. Okay. It makes absolutely no sense to bring this show back out in this decade. Okay. None whatsoever. 9.30, I'll tell you how that's going to fail. So we were talking about this plastic straw struggle. Apparently Santa Barbara, if you pass them out, you're going to be like thrown up in, you know, in jail. And all. Stuff them and guff them. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get why it has to be that serious. I also don't think they're going to ever throw anybody in jail for it. Agreed. Um, and you know, everybody's got their solution. 
And I said to Fantone this morning, why not biodegradable, right? Something, yeah. Or um, why not the same? I mean, if we're making the cup out of that and that can hold the, the liquid, then why can't we make the straw out of that that can withstand the... You know what I mean? The, the liquid and all that. And then this woman hit me up and said, you know, paper straws aren't any good because what about my milkshake? And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. Those are delicious. Like, what the hell are we going to do about that? And yeah. then, you know, and so like, it is. It's a little bit of a it's a well, it's a sticky wicket. And we're and we're right. And we're, we're on the forefront of this. We don't know. But it's uh, I can see it. I can see in like a year, dude. None of us have straws. There's there's common sense to this. Like I said, I don't think it's like a terrible thing to want to reduce single use plastics. Like that's okay. Like that's a noble cause, and I don't have a problem with that. But this lady with the milkshake, it's like, well then, yeah, you should get a thicker straw. Like that's okay. We can find common sense in the middle, right? Yeah, I'm just surprised. I am surprised it was Starbucks. It was like, yeah, we're jumping on this. I mean, dude, the green straw is kind of what like set them apart in the cold drink game. Like you knew. If somebody's because you know their white cup, but if somebody's carrying like a a like one of those plastic cups, you might not know because the logo could be covered by your hand. But you see that green straw, like that was a brilliant marketing thing by them. You got to take their hat off. Anytime something just kind of be noticed, like just kind of looking over, it was probably pretty smart. And so, like, I'm surprised they were the ones like, yeah, let's do this. When it was like, dude, that that straw was like kind of one of your claims to fame. Like that that seems weird for them to be on the forefront of it. But there's obviously. A, a fix to this. Yeah, it's overly complicated. People are making it too much where there has to be something where it's like, well, yeah, that no, fixes our problems Because here. what happens now is is that a conversation that should not be political becomes political. It becomes, well, this side wants this and this side wants this, so then I have to agree with this and I have to be on this side because this is my side, and then that's when you end up getting crazy arguments about something you're not passionate about. Yeah, right. All of a sudden, it's common core math and abortion. We're screaming at each other about it's like, it's like what, what, whoa, where, whoa. where did that come Dude, from? Dude, we, we, we were swigging Straws. soda. We were swigging soda 20 seconds ago. Straws, man. Exactly right. Why are we to Planned Parenthood already? And But that's exactly how this stuff happens. One of the things people keep trying to tell me is apparently there was a place not far from here that back in the day they were using like dried pasta tubes as like your straw. Are you drinking marinara? What are we, what are we going on here? And I could see it at I could, I could see that at a restaurant, and it would be like because you can buy them, you can buy them in bulk. You can buy a thousand pasta tube straws for sixty five bucks. Now I don't remember off the top of my head what I was getting a thousand, you know, uh, plastic straws. Two dollars, you know. Yeah, what I mean, but what, what, way less than way less than that. Yeah, obviously. I got to be honest with you. Maybe at home with my kid or whatever. If this maybe one time at a really good Italian restaurant. But if I everywhere I go, they make me do that. A noodle straw. I got to be honest with you. That gimmick's gonna be cute for me twice, and then after that, I'm gonna be like, "What the hell is the matter? What, why are we doing this?" I I just. I don't want to be like, don't we have bigger things to worry about? Because, well, the Earth is a big thing to be worried about. Like, I do believe in global warming. I do believe in not littering. I When I see people, li- like, when I see people over the age of 10 litter, I'm like, what? Oh, and what? dude, the amount of straws and really uh, to-go cups and things like that that are out there on the streets right now, dude, it's mind-boggling. There's nothing but unhealthy decisions go into littering because it's either cigarette butts and and, and blood wrappers and, and, and then energy drinks and pop. Like Those are the things that are littering your streets right now, yeah, so there's, ne- there's it, point to it. It's never the wrapper from Brie. No, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's never that. It is never 
Never that. John Dorsey, GM from the Browns, spoke on the Josh Gordon thing yesterday. I'm gonna we'll, we'll recite for you what John Dorsey said, and then I, of course, will translate it into what John Dorsey wishes he could say in 2018. That's next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Nine o'clock, we'll pass up those Coheed and Cambria tickets. Also, this Saturday, 11 to 1, you can find Fantone at the Speedway. Corner of Fulton and Neverhart. He'll be there from 11 to 1, hanging out with you on Saturday. So, let's revisit just a little bit. All right. I had gotten a piece of information from a guy I know tied into the Cleveland sports scene. He had told me Josh Gordon did it. He was hearing, not that he had known firsthand, but that he had heard from somebody else. That he trusted that there was a failed test with Josh Gordon. Now, it should be, let, let me just get this out there. I read from a national sports guy this morning that I trust that he's hearing all that now is has been like, it's put it to bed. It's not what went down. Okay, fine, whatever. My guy got something wrong. It's not the first time it's ever happened. Okay. I'm not embarrassed by that, right? If this national guy I trust is right. Right? Um, but I still feel like our guy texted you and I both and said, hey, this may go down. And then three days later, miraculously, Josh Gordon just goes, you know what, I'm leaving, and I, I, I'm going to leave before the start of camp. And let me address a couple of things that fan, dude, fans make me crazy on stuff. Okay. Because, and not just sports, movies, bands, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody else. So it's not like I'm like, I don't do this, and you guys are more, that's not what's happening. We all do this. But, we will use excuses and reasoning that if it was happening to somebody else's franchise, we'd be like, that makes no sense. But when it's your franchise, you go, no, 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 it's totally true. Um, amazing the, 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 the hurdles you will jump when it's your favorite song. Exactly right. And I'll give you exactly what I mean by this. No, man, Josh has suffered with mental anxiety and you know, mental illness for years. And, you know, with hard knocks, it's just not a good environment. You mean a television show about football is not a good environment for Josh Gordon? Then what's a football season going to do to Josh Gordon? So first and foremost, let's just get that out there. Second, right behind that one, is John Dorsey, GM, general manager of the Cleveland Browns. Way more powerful than Josh Gordon said, I don't want my team on hard knocks. League said, tough, you're doing it. So if John Dorsey can't get the team out of doing hard knocks, how does Josh Gordon then get to out of not having to do hard knocks without Hugh Jackson losing the locker room? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I guess, I guess maybe a little bit of you John can't Do- do it. John Dorsey. You just don't want to do it because you don't want to do it. Josh Gordon, you don't want to do it because it's going to push you into a mental breakdown or be a serious negative impact on your mental health. Do I believe it could be a trigger for a lot of people? Yes. But I don't know what being on TV Sundays at 1 is going to do then. I don't know what that's going to do. Difference between like me going out and playing football and me having my life exposed by cameras. How much of your, is their life really exposed? Yeah. They show those guys riding around on scooters at where they practice, and they show you a little team meeting stuff, and maybe one day at Disneyland with the family when you get a break or yeah. something. I mean, dude, I've watched that show every year. I never feel like I know those dudes when they're done. And it's not like... 
they're not accustomed to cameras following them at all times exactly anyway, right. dude. As soon as you get out into Berea there, I'm sure Browns are looking for like B-roll footage of you and stuff like that. So they've, s- they've got a camera on you pretty frequently. How soon are we going to see an NFL player get hurt because he's Facebook living and runs into something? Or, though, is this because we've talked about this where Josh Gordon wasn't involved in the office parody that the Browns did. He wasn't involved in something else. Maybe this is Josh Gordon saying, like, hey, guys, if I don't have to be a part of these things, I really would rather not. I think they knew something was coming down the road, and so they were like, ah, maybe people won't pick up on this, and then everybody did. I um, I also have what John Dorsey said here yesterday. Okay. And I'll paraphrase a little bit here. He says, we're still 100 committed, 100% committed to Josh Gordon. And Josh Gordon is 100% committed to us. I don't buy that for one second. Not one second do I be, not one second do I buy that. Not one. Yesterday, it's, hey, we're going to seriously start talking to Des Bryant, but we're 100% committed to Josh Gordon? No, you're not. They're terrified Josh Gordon isn't going to be back on the field ever, so let's go see if we can land Des Bryant. Now, some of you, the naysayers, are going to say, oh, Sansbury, you're crazy. He wants Des Bryant to play alongside Josh Gordon. No, I think that that's a very... Easy thing for for the GM and the coach to go, yeah, no, of course, if you can get another great wide receiver, why wouldn't you do it? I think both those things can be true, right? Like, you as the Browns can look at it and say, ideally, we'd like to have both players out on, because Des Bryant isn't Josh Gordon anymore. Well, Des Bryant isn't Des Bryant anymore. That's another reason. Go look at his production over the last three years. It's not great. Yeah. And so, so at the end of the day, if the only reason you want Des Bryant is when you're not going to have Josh Gordon and you need some production. They're not 100% committed to him. Now, that's the right thing to say. And I think that they're 100% committed to him on the level of, do we hope you get it figured out? But as far as like shaping our roster goes, we're not 100% committed to you because you had to leave camp, so you cannot be 100% committed to us. No no business is 100% committed to their to employees. Like, no, no, your your place of employment right now. I know you think, like, boy, if I didn't show up today, dude, this whole thing would come tumbling down. No, no it wouldn't, dude. Not no, it wouldn't. And anyone that runs a business, needs to understand that like yeah there's pieces and parts and people will come people will go but we have a bigger picture that we're working on here so I think it's possible for the Browns to be as committed as they can be to Josh Gordon and still recognize as that, commi- like, yeah but as committed as you can be to somebody that's had that that has these issues that's had the slip-ups he's already had is hopeful that's as far as committed as you can get is hopeful let me tell you what John Dorsey wanted to say yesterday And this is what you used to hear GMs and head coaches say all the time into a camera. The only thing that's changed, not football, not the coaches, not the GMs, you is what's changed. What John Dorsey wanted to say yesterday is, I'm sorry I'm not answering that question. I'm not talking about guys who can't be at camp. We're going to talk about the guys who are here. We're going to talk about the 53-man roster that's here. We're going to talk about the guys that are in camp. But today... That means, oh my God, John Dorsey, not really nice, not you know, not progressive enough. Should he be running a franchise in 2018? It's going to be all that stuff. That's what, fo- dude. You can't tell me the guy. Oh my God, wearing the same gray Cleveland Brown sweatshirt for six months, right? Because he's a football hard knocks football dude. Meaning what? He meaning he wants to look in that camera and tell his diva wide receiver to suck it up and get on the field. If if that's if, how football dudes talk. If this if there was somebody else in this situation, I think maybe you'd be right. But I think Josh Gordon is by far and away the best offensive weapon that the Cleveland Browns have, and John Dorsey is going to. No, I disagree. I disagree. I think that's a mistake of previous 
I think that's a mistake that previous um, reigns of, of ownership and management have done. And I think if John Dorsey's going to do anything, it's going to be nobody's above this. Nobody. Because you can't win until nobody's above it. Well, I guess the Browns aren't going to win then, right? Well, no, because I don't buy what he's saying yesterday. I don't believe they're 100% committed. I think they know if you say anything else but that, you're intolerant to mental illness, and that's the way it's going to be painted. Right? So, so, so he has to say what he said. Also, it's also the right thing to say. It's kind of like, hey, sorry for your loss. I don't care how you feel. It's the right thing to say. Right, So there's a little bit of that. It's the right thing to say publicly. It's the only thing you can say publicly because nobody will let you say anything else anymore. But you can't go shopping for another wide receiver the day you tell me you're 100% committed to the guy you got. You go shopping for the the groceries for the thing you you think you already have? No, you only go shopping for the thing if you think you're out of it. I I, I think with the Des Bryant thing, like I said, considering that he is by far and away not a number one anymore, I don't think that they're looking at him as a Josh Gordon replacement, but I do think that they are looking of like, what does happen here? And you have to. I mean, that's 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 part of being a savvy uh, person. Responsible is the word. Is is, is having the ability to to play all things out. What I like and what I saw out of John Dorsey yesterday is exactly what we've been lacking in that franchise forever. Leadership. I'm not going to wait around and see if this dude's coming back. I'm getting on the phone with Des Bryant. And I'm going to tell you the thing that makes you stop writing the internet article about how I'm awful. I'll tell you that thing to the camera. And then secretly behind closed doors, I'm on the phone. Des, you ready? You want to play? You don't go shopping for the thing unless you think you're out of it. Like, you can't tell me you're 100% committed and then go shopping for, for the guy's replacement in the same hour. Like, when I saw all this, I was like, oh, my God, and these people are hitting me up with these memes on Twitter trying to tell me I'm more wrong. Like, the further we get away from what I had originally tweeted a week ago, now, they, like, some reason they think I'm more wrong. It's like, this thing is more convoluted, less information. Guys, there is no scheduled date for his return. How could you be 100% committed to a player who can't tell you when he's going to be ready? Do you think Josh Gordon plays all 16 games this no year? No way. No Do you way. think he plays game one? If I had to bet it, no. I, I I would not bet it. But if I had to bet it, no. I'm I'm guessing we're still in for some trouble here. Failed. You don't know why. Failed drug tests, mental health issues, him taking himself out of the equation. Are you? Just, I don't buy the mental health thing at all. I don't. I know he's had it, and I know that's why he leaned on drugs. I I know. But guys, I'm in a performance based job too, and a one way less important. And when faced with like, do you better get your act together? Or you don't get to do it anymore. Got my act together. Kind of did it. I have anxiety. I have all those problems. I'm neurotic. I have all this stuff. Dude, you get like, dude, at some, dude, at some point, smart people go, dude, you're going to get about four of these, right? You're going to get about four times where you can do this again. So pick and choose your spots carefully, and we're going to allow you to have those four. So with all this being said, you don't feel confident that he's going to play game one. You certainly don't feel confident that he is going to play all 16 games, I, Josh Gordon. I don't feel confident he plays game one. Not confident enough to bet it. I do feel confident enough to bet that he does not play all 16 games. Do you want him on the Browns? Yes. Yes. Because at the end of the day, talent should win out. But what, you, what, I, can't, what I can't have him doing is being above the team, though. I can't have it. So people are asking me, would you be resentful if you were his teammate? Me, personally, Daniel John Stansbury, no. 
Are you asking me whether or not players are going to be resentful over the fact that he's not in camp when they are? The answer is yes. You think Josh Gordon's the only one of those dudes who doesn't want to be on camera? Come on now. If one of them feels like that way, there's a 53-man roster, then 12 of them feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, teacher, I have anxiety too. I mean, how long before you have a mutiny on your hands, guys? Not long. Considering, you know, this is a a 1 in 31 football team that we're talking about over the past two seasons and I know it's a dude, it's a new day of the Browns, new No, head coach. it doesn't feel like that way they, anymore. They've, they've got a they've got a guy wearing a hoodless sweatshirt, dude. It's a new day for the Browns. Boy oh boy, has this offseason been a gangbang of stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, dude, we haven't even they haven't even snapped the ball yet. I'm here. More and more guys are missing camp. Yeah. And you know why that is? Because less and less GMs are able to say things like, I'm not talking about the guys who can't be bothered to get to camp. I'm talking about the 53 men standing behind me who are ready to go. And if GMs and head coaches were allowed to be men and get in players' faces, but you changed. The game didn't change. That's the way they talked to these guys in the locker room. But you wanted all-access shows. And then when they came out and football coaches were using the F word, then what'd you do? Then you bitched. And then you made all-access shows be as like washed and sanitized as like a, a Tuesday night sitcom. So they're no longer even all-access shows. They're now pre-washed, predetermined, focus group tested, behind-the-scenes access shows. I want him healthy. I understand he's got problems. But if you buy that they're 100% committed to him while shopping for his replacement on the same day, I can't even help you. Like, I don't even know how to help you. More Stansberry Show is right around the corner. Guys, hang on. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. And we have those Coheed and Cambria tickets at 9 o'clock. We'll pass them down. Once again, those of you that weren't listening first thing this morning, we did get the report card yesterday. We did very, 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 very well. Once again, we kind of expected to do that way. Um, but you're really the ones that make that happen, so we appreciate it. And uh, it's now 8.30 in the morning, so let me ask you this. Right. Because I don't want to go overboard. Okay. Well, let's go overboard. <laughs> but So I walked into the sales department yesterday, and I kind of told them. Because really who the ratings are for is for them. Like... Um, because that's how everything gets done around here. You know what I mean? So really, you want to tell them, like, hey, just so you know, like, you know, th- this will be easier now because, you know, this happened again. More than anything, what we're doing is showing advertisers, hey, this is worth your money here. And this they're is the worth ones that your investment. That. And they are, the, they are the, 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 the bridge to those advertisers. So, yes, that success on our end should make their lives infinitely easier. And much again, the same thing. When, when success on their end then makes our life easier. We get money off of that. One hand yeah. washes the other. You need each piece. They're both equally important. And so I went immediately in there and kind of told all them, like, hey, man, you know, you should have a good day. This is, you know, whatever. And uh, the head of that department hadn't been there just yet. And so it's only 830. So am I am I a little diva-ish if I'm kind of like, dude, where's my where's my attaboy email? Like, where's my hey? Yeah. Hey, thanks for making, you know, those guys life easier like dude like right and like am i being like i don't want to be one of those guys but it's like this guy's been here a year i don't know dude we're at this weird place right now we haven't had lunch with the guy we're at this weird place where 
I certainly, you know, I was happy yesterday. I celebrated yesterday. I felt good about yesterday. Um, but you're right. I think there was a little bit of of me where it was like I expected it. So I didn't necessarily have the same reaction that I've had in the past. I will. I would never get as excited about good ratings as I would down about bad ones and ultimately that's why the show's good my my, my theory is that you never get too high and you never get too low at the end of the day they're just made up numbers and see it's, i it's, would never feel bad about who i am or my performance or who you are or what the product is the only reason i worry about ratings at all is because management in this industry in all industries really have a tendency to knee-jerk react now right. our management structure here is as strong um, even because, you know, you got regional bosses. It's as strong of a structure as I've seen or even had with this company in a long, long time. So I don't know if we would deal with that as much, especially since we've got a couple of books in our past that were really, really good. So, like, I'm not sure we would deal with that as much, but that's the only reason I would worry. It's not the guy would second guess me. I've been doing this a long, long time. I'm insanely confident in it. I have no idea why, but I am. So, like, I wouldn't worry about me, but I would worry about the overreaction knee jerk from the, you know, management and stuff. Uh, of, of course. It's just that, you know, with, with that mindset of like, well, you don't get too high and you don't get too low on things, um, I think that it's been easy to kind of brush the success we've had off to the side where it's like, well, dude, you and I have made concentrated efforts after success to not act differently, to not be diva ish, to not walk around like we are above anything like it's manifested itself in one way and one way only how's that you know how we have changed our behavior how's that um after stacking a few good books together um we leave early we, we there are days like there are days honestly where it's like man that might beat the land speed record like there, there are days where we are like you know what we're the most popular kids in school and we kind of know it and the boss kind of knows it too and he's not really going to ride us for it so like again we, that's not a bad way for it to manifest itself. Like, really, what they should want is get out of here, go rest, and then build the show from like build us another good show tomorrow. Which we do on a consistent basis. Exactly basis. right. So, so that's you know what I'm saying. The boss doesn't care. So, but that is the only change in behavior. There's so there's a little bit of me that's like, would we be better served to go victory lap today? Like, would would we be better no. served? I mean, like, well, you know, that, you know what that is. But at that point, then then nothing's going to change, and nobody's going to. Yeah, but you know why I don't think anything changes, even if you do. This is a lot like what I tell people all the time when. They get in new relationships. Don't spend every day with one another because six months down the road from now, you're going to want to play cards with your buddy on Friday night. It's going to be new behavior, and your girlfriend's going to be like, What the hell are you doing? She's going to freak out. Much like the same thing. If you go the day after you come back with killer numbers, now you just look like you're a diva. I think we wait, not long, but you're right. There are a couple of things we need clarification on. So what I my plan is is to wait it like next week. Middle of next week, I'm gonna swing by his office, shut his door, and be like, yo, dude, I need twenty minutes. There was a point yesterday he was like, Yeah, you know, we never even really promote you guys and look how well you're doing. And like that was one of those things where I was just like See, I don't how, 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 it just blew me up. Where- well, and he's right. There is no promo that runs throughout the rest of the day on the radio station that tells you what the morning show is. That's crazy. There's no billboards, there's no like concentrated it's, effort of well, like Well, I expect no billboards out of this company. I just I know what they're going to do. To not tell people on your own radio station what the morning show is, that's a little crazy. Now, my best guess is we're going to get some of that stuff kind of turned around. But I don't know. Been, been kind of waiting. That's what I was going to say is I have very very little but faith in that There are there are three things that need to happen and need to happen right now. And it's not important for everybody to know, need to know what they are. And, um, but they need to happen. And otherwise, I am going to be at the point where it's like, dude, I don't know if I can do this. 
So and so that does need to happen. Next time I see him, and it, I like again. No, I'm going to wait a few days. I, it'll probably be Wednesday next week. I'm just going to swing by his office again. I'm going to shut the door. And be like, look, dude, I need 20 minutes. You got to let me get this stuff off my chest. I got to tell you what what's needed. And is and and like again, we're saying one hand washes the other. Like you need us to do this. Okay, well, the, you know what would make my life easier? Let's maybe do some maybe this, this, and this. And you and I both have very reasonable expectations about upgrades in equipment or like upgrade like. Nothing we want is crazy. Right. So, like, but what I don't want to do is be guilty of, like, being lumped into the group of guys who think they get great ratings and now feel like they have, you know, the demand power of everybody else. I don't want to overplay. Dude, the strongest card you have is the one you ain't played. Yeah, but I, I don't want to get caught in this, like, well, now we're three years into, you know, just ratings dominance. I'm telling you, if you go in there today, he's going to laugh you out of that room. Oh, I'm not saying, like, right. I'm not saying, like, well, today, like, let's just go in guns blazing. I'm just saying if we don't make a big deal about stuff, nobody else will. Well, I have. I mean, I did email him yesterday and I said, look, I said, I know you're probably going to get the breakdown in a few hours. I feel like we did all right. There are a couple of upgrades I need. I'm not even talking money. There are upgrades to the studio. There are upgrades to the building. There are things that would make this easier for me. And we kind of like, dude, I've been kind of cool about it for like now years on end. It's kind of now time. Like I, I used to use this quote a lot. You don't have to help me just get your boot off my throat. Like and 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 it's and that's a little too far of what the scenario actually is, but the, there's a little bit of that that does kind of need to happen. I was mentioning this this morning also, where I didn't get a ton of sleep last night, and I said I was like, just wait, we'll get like halfway through the show, and I'm gonna float some like crazy ideas. And it was already once this morning where I was like, dude, I think I could murder somebody and get away for it for about a month. Crazy idea. Now I said I was like, I'm gonna get caught, but I feel like I could get away for a month. And there's something else that I've thought for 20 years. I bet I could do that. And when you hear me tell you what it is, you're going to go, oh, my God, Stansbury's insane. But when I lay out my case, I think you're going to go, yeah, I mean, dude, you're kind of halfway there right now. I'll tell you the next thing I want to take on. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansbury Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock Yo guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. It's 9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Pass out those Coe tickets coming up 9 o'clock. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need on those. So I uh, I saw a story in the uh, in the news yesterday, and it made me think, oh, yeah, that's right. I think I can do that. All right. And I'm not joking. I really do think I could do this, and I think I would have a better shot of it if I didn't unveil my plan to the entire world right now okay. like a horrible Bond villain. Okay. Okay? <laughs> All right. Hey, midway through the movie, let me tell you how it works. Um, But I believe I can do this. A woman who is the heiress to the Seagram's alcohol, like Seagram's gin. Okay. Like, uh, you know, Empire. All right. I was going to say probably pretty pretty decent amount of money there, right? Is accused of running a cult and like forcing people to have sex they didn't want to (laughs) have. Wow. Not what I expected. Not at all. And I have always thought to myself... I could start a cult. All right. And then I maybe one day should start a cult. And here's what makes me think I can do this. If you really think about what a cult leader is, it is nothing but a minister 
or reverend, you know, priest, whatever your word is for, you know, your sect. That's with twisted vision in application. So grew up in the church, had a had had a minister father. I'm obviously a communicator by trade. Um, I'm obviously a molder of minds. I get. I obviously can get a large group of people show up, listen, take what I say as gospel, and then buy things I tell them to. These are all things that would help benefit you. Subdue people who are looking for something that feel a little lost. And right now you're going no, no way. You're an idiot. And it's because you forget that Scientology had been created while your parents were alive, <laughs> and because you didn't realize that. Like we all, we already do this kind of stuff. We create new religions all the time. And when you think about it, I got to tell you, dude, until the FBI kicks the door open, cult leader, not a bad life, right? I mean, you always look a little unshowered. I don't know why that is. I'd get running water in my place, but I, you know, for some reason, David Crush, those guys never seem to want to like bathe it down. I don't get it, but that's not a bad life, right? Hey, dude, join this church. Here's the thing. You got to live here. And I don't know why, but Jesus is insistent. I bang your wife. I mean, I guess really we're going to start getting into like, well, what constitute a cult here versus what constitutes a religion? I think if my line has always been this, that if you're not allowed to leave said area, you're in a cult. A religion doesn't care if you go home. A church doesn't care if you go home and watch cable. Like, you know what okay, I mean? like, so you have to be on the compound is is what we're talking about if here? If you live at the compound, compound feels like cult, right? Okay, okay. Um, I, 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 I'm going to question your, your cult leader status here. Um, well, I'm not quite there yet. Well, I was going to say... I'm working up to it. Not because I don't think you're charismatic enough, nor is it because I don't think that... I mean, you, you, you have leadership skills. There's no question about like that. Like, if I move to the middle of... Like, Utah. Like, I always say, mm-hmm. well, I kind of want to go back to Utah, maybe Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say I go to the middle... Well, Utah's maybe a bad example because they already got a bunch of that weirdo stuff going on. Yeah, I was uh, say. But, but, like, whatever. Like, somewhere out there, right? Maybe somewhere in the deep woods of Washington. Okay. And I you and nobody had ever heard of, like, the show. Well, I guess I could... Just go to Maslin for that. I, uh, <laughs> but like, like I go to like the deep woods of summer or whatever, right? And I'm just like, man, I'm kind of broke. This kind of sucks. And I just started, you know what I mean? Showing up at the places where you kind of find the lost, the wandering. Although not all that wander are lost. Right. Yeah, you are. Well, yeah, you, are. you don't have wander lost. You just want to go home from work. That's what I was going to say is more than anything, you don't have to worry about going to the airport or like hanging out certain places Oh, anymore. I got the internet now. You got the internet now. And dude, you can find people in desperate situations who feel very vulnerable, who feel like they're looking for an answer. You can find those people with, with, with a keystroke. So here, dude, here's the thing. Okay. I'm only half kidding here because I don't want to do anything bad. I don't want to to be smoked. I don't want to sleep with your kids. I don't want none of that, right? I don't want to be a weirdo. But at the end of the day, listen, just hear me out. Like, eventually radio is going to force you out of the business. It's just the way it is. Nobody nobody rides for free forever, right? And so I'm going to get forced out. And yet, I want to be able to put these skills back into application. And if anything, the cult leader, he lives high on the hog. Like, whatever. I mean, it's always Nilla wafers that are on the counter behind him, but he gets the whole box. And so, like, dude, everything runs through you. You live rent free. Everybody else gives you all their money. And you just sit around and go, look at all these morons just doing whatever I say. You already answered your own question here, though. And what I'm going to go back to, uh, you said, I don't want to do anything bad. And that is exactly what would stop you from being a 
cult leader because well, fine, at this I'll point, give them all Kool Aid and they die. <laughs> because at this point, fine. all the stuff you just listed, and I'm sure Dino from you know upstairs right now is going to smile down on me as, as I say it. Is like all those things you just listed can be used in a positive fashion. Your dad did it. You know what I mean? Like he took all those things, but he used it as a as a a the catalyst of good in the in in in, in society and in his community. Well, that all sounds good, <laughs> right? but if you're me, he used it to go broke is what he did. I'm trying to get the dude, I want to be rich. I want some money. I already did the communication job where you didn't make any goddamn money. I'm doing that doing one right, right now. now. Why do you think if for this paid I'd be going, you know what? Let's create religious cults and alliance. Is you think I think that's what I'd be doing. Although I bet I could get away with it. Not yeah, there. Alliance, Carnation City. We could get. You know it what? Done. Stop laughing, Minerva. You fall for it too. More Stansberry Show. Go eat and Cambria tickets. What is the matter with me? That's all next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show, or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Pass out those Coheed tickets here pretty uh, soon. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need on those. Again, another reminder this Saturday, find Fantone at, uh, from 11 to 1 at the Speedway on Fulton and Everhard there. I, uh, I saw this this morning, and I don't buy it at all. And, um, and I found this to be a little interesting because I get asked to do this a lot. And full disclosure, I'm not interested in it. Okay. But I get asked to DJ people's weddings a lot. Ding, ding, DJ Stansberry. I have no interest in DJing anything. No. I, I have no interest in that. Also, I would never want to DJ a wedding. Ever. Ever. Way too much pressure. That's the beginning of your special life or day, I think, is special. I don't know. Something about it is special. And I don't want to run any risk of being the thing that's like, oh, no. And then remember when that happened? Are you a fan of DJs or bands at weddings? Which do you prefer? Oh, the there? DJ's the way better choice. Okay. Okay. Way, dude, once, dude, if you got an open bar, I, I don't want to prefer the drunk idiots in the back to overpower the crappy journey cover band. Okay. You know what I mean? Like when you got the real record going, it can drown out, you know, cousin Bob three scotches in. I'll agree with you there. Then I think the DJ is the better way to go there. All right. Um, but they said they reached out to, and I'm getting this from WKYC. All right. That according to 538, a stats website, for those of you that don't know, they reached out to more than two dozen professional DJs, nearly 200 weddings. They called over the information. They say here this is the list of the most not played songs at weddings, the most banned songs at weddings, meaning Bridezilla showed up and was like, no. Okay. You're not playing this. Um, I don't think you necessarily have to be Bridezilla to want a specific soundtrack at your wedding, right? I mean, you don't want... I don't think it's Bridezilla to be like, hey, can you make sure you play this, then this, and this throughout right. the night? But if it's... I mean, you're hiring a DJ for a reason. I mean, they kind of know how to like weave in and out of what they're doing. They kind of know what to play when and kind of how to do... Like, this is what their profession is. So if you're constantly on them about it, I, I mean, I was just kind of... I mean, I was just kind of trying to be... I know, you're not allowed to knock women. I'm sorry. I forgot what year we were in. She doesn't have to be Bridezilla. She can just be a chick. So I... Oh, my God. No, she can't be that either. I'm so sorry. She can just be a woman. That, that'll be fine. So these here are what they say are the most banned songs at weddings by the bride or the, you know, or the couple to be. And I don't buy this at all. These songs have been played at every wedding I've ever been to in my life. It's a list of 20. We're not going to get into them all. But the list starts at number 20 with Turn Down for What? 
Now, I don't get that. It's one of the, it's one of the most record. There are certain songs that even though they're way overplayed, in certain moments you need them. Yeah, it's a good party starter. It's a good like. It's a floor filler, is what they'll call them. Yeah, that's that's a party song. I I, I disagree with that. I would not have turned down for what, even though it's old, little played out. I would not have that on my list of like, hey, don't play that. As you get into this, your wedding is old and played out. Your aunt is old and played out. That's what this is all about, isn't? It's not like you showing off like, damn, dude, I got the coolest taste of music ever. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of old and played out stuff at your wedding. Well, again. And good luck telling a bride this, but not everything is all for you. You do plan into that day enjoyment of the guest. You now, again, it's the bride's day. I do get that. But at the end of the day, one of the things that she worries about, I would think, is are my guests enjoying my wedding? Because really what a woman wants more than she wants to get married is for her wedding to be better than her best friend's wedding. As long as she gets that, she's going to be fine. Guys, just spend $10 more than what her friend spent on her wedding. You'll be aces. They'll never admit it, but that's what they all want. And a bigger ring, secretly. They could care less about a strong husband and you know father type and paternal. They care less. Get her a bigger ring and a better wedding than what her best friend had. You're aces. So the, the, the top five most banned wedding songs, which I don't buy at all. They've been played at every wedding I've ever been at. Number five, YMCA by The Village People. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I I don't believe it could be on the list of the most banned. Trying to think of the last time I heard this at a wedding. That song's been played at every wedding I've ever been to in my life. I don't think in the last five weddings that I've been to it's been been in the mix, but... Uh, I think that's you probably not having memory of every song that got played at the wedding, right? I mean, that's not not fair to have remembered every song. No, 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 but I mean, I think I would remember... People going out and doing the YMCA, but I I, I I don't I don't remember it being at the last couple weddings I've been. To. Number four was Cupid Shuffle by Cupid. This one, I mean, much like YMCA, people know how to do the dance. So like to ban this, you're banning the dance floor. Like well, that's the problem. That's what's interesting about these because that could be said about every song in the top five. Because number three was the Macarena. Now, again, way old. So if this one is on that list, I'm like, all right, maybe. But it is one of those things that's going to get your aunt, your fat aunt dancing. Well, and that's the whole thing is, is especially in the beginning of the party, you want icebreaker. You want you just want to get people out there so they continue to feel comfortable, because once you're out there, then it's like, all right, let me go get another drink. We're coming back out here. Who cares? We're drunk. But yeah, if you start banning these things right out of the gate too, right as the party's starting. Makes no sense. It's not, not a good pick. Number two, most banned songs at weddings. Cha-Cha Slide by DJ Casper. Okay. Do I know that one? Yeah, you know this one. It's another one of these. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, I hate this. Cha-Cha, one time now. Yeah, no, I hate that. Work it out real slow now. I hate that. That's one of my least favorite things ever, but you guys go out on the floor and do it because, again, it's a floor filler, and I'll go smoke a joint in the car, Like, and everybody gets what they want. Like I do, but I do. I hate that song. Like It, it grinds on my very life. You know what it is? I used to have to work shooters every Friday night 
And like when you're on that water and on that deck all summer long, every Friday night, four hours, and that song gets played 67 times, and it's just like, oh, my, you know, spilled vodka crayon after spilled vodka crayon. And it was just like, dude, this is enough. I Just get me out of here. I'm not a huge fan of any line dancing songs, certainly ones that are telling you what to do, where it's like, all right, jump to the left. Because it always, to me, I'm like, dude, he is telling you to jump to your left, Grandma. What are you doing over there? Right. You're terrible at this. Who's left? No, yeah, it, it, that's not good. And the number one most banned song at weddings, and I don't buy it, not even a little bit, not even a little bit. And I wish it were, because I hate this. I hate this song the way I hate Sublime. Jeez. I hate this song the way I hate 311. I hate this song the way I hate Yellow Lead Better by Pearl Jam, which is a lot. And it's the chicken dance. How could this thing that's been at every wedding I've ever been to in my entire life be on the list of the most banned songs ever? I know the chicken dance has not been played at a wedding I've been at recently. I know it. There's no way that's true. It's like a tradition. It's in movies. It's like ingrained into the wedding culture. Now, I did think it was an Ohio thing when I was growing up. I was like, maybe we're just dumb here. But like I said, it's in movies and stuff. I think it's really dumb. I don't know its origins, and it does. It makes grown-ups look really, really stupid to me. It's a dance everyone can do. Once again, it gets into that, like, well, yeah, I mean, the Macarena's stupid, and yeah, the YMCA's stupid, but it's something that everyone can do, and that's why, dude, you're right, because people want to look at this as like, well, it's not one of my favorite songs. It's who not ca- about you. Who cares what your favorite songs are, idiot? That That's not what this is about. This is making sure that your Aunt Denise gets out on the dance floor with a wine cooler in her hand, and she goes around, you know what I mean? Like, it's it, who cares what your favorite song is? Nobody can, yeah, it's not about you. Just like this isn't totally about me. You think I want to Play Under the Bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers? I don't. I hate that song. I've hated it since 1988 or whenever the hell it came out. It's awful. I've always hated it. That goddamn bridge. He's been under it forever. For some reason, he can't. Dude, I can't stomach it anymore. But what do I always say? The show's for you. It's not for me. So what do I care if we play Under the Bridge? You like it, so we play it for you. It's not about me. Much like your wedding is for you, but you do think about your guests. Because really what you want it to be is a party everybody talks about. Because like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be more expensive. But if you don't think your soon-to-be wife wants her wedding to be better than than whoever her maid of honors is or was, you're out of your mind. They are ultra-competitive about this stuff. And I don't know why Bridezilla was such a like a bone of contention. That's a commonly used word for women who are getting married. I apologize. I'll, uh, I'll learn to meet you ladies halfway, I guess, at, at, in this in this you know wonderful decade of ours where everybody has to have their hand held and be taken out for an ice cream cone because it's all about how you feel personally. Cowards. More Stansberry Show and those Kohee tickets next. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out those Kohee tickets. Here in a few minutes, 1-800-243-7625, the number you need on those. I just saw a funny uh, mock drawing of, uh, of an AR-15 because they've been all over the news lately. And the guy's like, dude, they just uh, they just released a new possible modification for your AR-15. And it's a plastic straw that goes underneath the barrel. Pretty funny. There. Makes it two hot stories of the day into one. I kind of like it. Well done. Um, so rebooting things, TV, movies, everything is all the rage. Everybody gets all upset about it. And um, I think you need to remember something this show told you a month and a half ago. I remember telling you, guys, stop getting mad about remakes. All they've done, everything's always been remade, 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 remade. 
at least now they're just telling you, yeah, this is Roseanne. Where before they would just remake the show, recast it, retitle it, and you'd be like, why does this sound so familiar? Why does this look familiar to me? Where it's like, at least now they're saying, yeah, we know it's the brand you feel connected to, so come back to the brand. And we can all get upset about it as much as we want to, but people are consuming it, and they wouldn't keep doing it if it wasn't making money, if there wasn't getting eyeballs, if there wasn't people paying attention. So, like, be mad all you want, but they're going to keep doing it. So there's a rumor that two parties are are at least entertaining the idea of bringing this show back to television. Now, I hate to talk to you about a rumor because I know how that goes sideways for me. So I don't know if I should even be telling you this. But uh, apparently, CBS Television... And Kelsey Grammer are in talks to redo Frasier. Now, both CBS TV and, and Kelsey Grammer's people have de- declined to comment, which that's what they're going to do. I think he missed it. I think he missed it by a long shot. By a long, long shot, too. I think he missed the time to bring this back. A. I could argue that Kelsey Grammer wasn't the most famous guy or the biggest character on his own show. You could make the argument that the dad, John Mahoney, no longer with us. Yeah, it was at least like the funniest part or like the... Big, yeah. yeah. What a, like a huge draw for people, right? Yeah. No longer with us. Good luck recasting, right? Then there's the brother, Niles. Really, really funny. All right. Um, now, you could probably get him again, but he hasn't done much in a while. So who knows what's going on with that? I don't personally. Maybe some of you do. And then there's the woman who played Daphne. You'll have to forgive me. I don't remember her name, but it's like, are we bringing her back? And then why is she still there? Because the dad's not there, and she was the physical therapist for that. So I don't remember how Fraser ended. Did her, did her and Niles get married? I can't remember. So like maybe there is something there. Maybe I, I'm not remembering how the show ended. My biggest reason why I don't think Fraser works today is because I don't think the concept works today. It was a different time when Frazier was ruling TV and winning 37 Emmys or nominated for whatever it was. Like, you got to remember, this show was about, like, snobbery and, like, making people feel less than for being not educated. That's not who we are anymore. If I remember everything correctly, on Cheers, he was a psychologist, right? And And then. So he was a psychologist, and then he left Boston to go home to reconnect with his dad and his brother, and then he became, like, a. Um, like a call-in radio, radio show host, guy. Right, right, yeah. Right. Which, by the way, dude, his uh, producer on that show, Roz, oh my God. To this day, dude, Roz could totally get it. But I, uh, well, I don't know what she looks like now, but back then she could still totally get it. And, um, but I, I think the show's all about snobbery. It's all about really like upper crust jokes and, you know, um, intellectual elitism. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that plays today. Now, I loved Frasier loved that show. As a matter of fact, I just went back and rewatched. I can't say the entire series because, like I said, I didn't remember how it ended. But I went back and watched like the first like six seasons not that long ago, and it's still pretty good. Do you think it wouldn't work because people are going to be like, hey, you're trying to make me feel dumb? I think the way the Big Bang Theory tries to handle people being smart on TV plays better because what do I always say about that show? Is that you're going to make a ton of money convincing stupid people they're smart. Frazier didn't convince stupid people they were smart. Frazier pulled in people who were maybe, this is what I, what I always heard from Frazier from a friend of mine who was like really well educated, all right, um, postgraduate degree. He said, you know what, it pulls me, but it also pulls the people who should have graduated college and maybe didn't go. 
where I'm not sure that's what the Big Bang Theory is doing. I think the Big Bang Theory is like playing to lowest common denominator while allowing that common denominator to think it's upper crust. Yeah, more jokes about the Big Bang Theory or, 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 or Dungeons and Dragons as opposed to like actual intelligence. Well, at least a balance of the nerdism. At least a balance. Yeah. I think I, it's a different audience, and I don't think that's going to play well in 2018. Now, it doesn't mean I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I think you missed it by about a decade. I think there was a hot zone to redo this. Somebody told me what, what I, I, just give me one second here. I apologize. But somebody told me that they are remaking, if I could find this tweet. Um, Jesus, I hate how this thing works. God, where's this guy's tweet? God, I'm so sorry. I hate when I shouldn't do this to you. That's such a brain fart, stupid thing. Um, but uh, all right, I, I forget what it was. But like, they're they are going remake crazy, and this guy's they're they're going to remake this and they're going to recast this. I mean, you didn't even like Frasier, right? Not it wasn't. I think at that point I was too young. Like it just was. It was so far above my head where it was like not my scene so i guess i i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't give it an accurate grade right now because it was uh, something i didn't care about okay all right that's fair enough wayne uh, i i wanted to reference this wayne tweeted in and says they're also talking and he gave me the hollywood reporter tweet stoned alone is a movie ryan reynolds and fox are pitching as an r-rated reimagining of home alone why do I care if a 40-year-old dude is at home alone and his family's not there for Christmas? How do I make that about that? Like that isn't that the whole thing? I don't remember those movies. But isn't the whole thing about the fact that he's a kid at home and he shouldn't be there? Yeah. If Ryan Reynolds is going to be the Macaulay Culkin character, maybe he's not. But if it's R-rated, I'm imagining that's what they're talking about doing. That well, what's the problem with that guy being at home alone? I, I guess maybe I guess you could change the story, you know, here or there. But uh, I like Ryan Reynolds. I, I feel like the kid's a star. Most of what he does knocks it right out of the park. That to me sounds actually a little lackluster, kind of boring. We will close out the show. You know what? But I told you for the last two breaks we we're going to do it. Let's do it here. <laughs> Coheed and Cambria tickets up for grabs. We'll take caller eighteen right now. One eight hundred two four three seven six two five on those. Be right back. Close out the show next on Rock one zero six nine. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock one zero six nine. Rock one zero six nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock one zero six nine. Have another pair of those Coheed tickets that will be tomorrow during the program. Um, for those of you that weren't worth us all day. There are two things I would like to circle back around. And they all really revolve around one particular issue that we had on the program this morning. And that is Matthew Fantone was not very supportive of me. It was both at 6.30 this morning all right. where I felt like if I killed a random Cantonite not getting away with it. That, no, no, no. See, again, I said I would not get away with it. I would be caught, but for a month, I think I could keep the, mm. the, the detectives off my trail. Mm. I disagree, but... You don't think that I could just pick a random person out, study them, stalk that, pick the right person? Nope. I've seen enough movies. I think I can do it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Seen enough porn. I think I can pull that one off. All right. Well, how many times you told that lie? You know what I mean? You told <laughs> right. that lie? Exactly. And then later on in the program, it was 8.45, and I had said that for a long time I felt like I could do this. And I've always felt like in the back of my mind, like, dude, if this career goes sideways, I could use a lot of what is beneficial to you in this position in another position that's super lucrative most of the time. And that is cult leader. And I think if I, if I find the right, 
I think it's all about length of sh- of overshirt. Okay. Like it, <laughs> oh, all right. It, tell me more. You, you, for some reason, the Colts, even though they all want to rub genitals with one another, they like the overshirt to the long cover. Shirt. They like the long shirt. Okay. Right. So I gotta go there. We'll find the right pattern, right to the touch. Whatever you know. I'm I'm thinking velvet maybe. I, I like did, an old Kango suit. I um I, I think you are going to not get away with the murder because you're going to uh, have a lack of attention to detail on something, and you're going to get consumed by the guilt of it. Well, I agreed earlier that I, there would be a slight chance of walking fast, like back through the you know blood puddle to get to the refrigerator. <laughs> She's I not do. even caring. I do. I I do worry about that. And I think that as far and now now people are going to make the the statement of well they're the same thing essentially. Um. But I do not think you could be a cult leader because you have too much of a you'd have you'd feel guilty about things. And what if I wasn't totally totally trying to swindle other than just trying to live for free? But then you're getting into like religious territory, and I think you could do that. I think if I mean like let's say worst case scenario were to happen to you in life, something happens terrible, you hit rock bottom, you find Jesus, and five years from now I find out that you are you know the minister somewhere. I wouldn't even be remotely surprised, dude. It wouldn't even it wouldn't even wouldn't even cause me to like blink. It would just be like, well, yeah, he was totally capable of that. But you couldn't be a cult leader. Rock bottom? Yeah. I think, dude, if like you almost die of cancer or something, and I mean, I'm not, you know. but No, if- I'm just thinking about the fact that it's really funny that you think <laughs> it gets worse than doing mornings with you. That, that, that you feel like there's a rock bottom. No, no, if there was something if there was something else that made you come to Jesus, for lack of a better term there. Start, yeah, start saying things faster. Or, or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> in that sense. Whatever religious territory that you'd want to get into, I could totally see that happening, but you're you're too much of a good person to be a cult leader. My, well, all right. You exploit I, people. Man. I wanted this whole thing to be about how you weren't supporting me enough. And there you go. There, there you go. Turncoating. See, again, he, man, he can't even do that right. Um, no, I will tell you, my mom thinks you're right. She has been saying for the last few years, and she actually said to me at lunch the other day, we were sitting at Longhorn, and uh, you know, there it was like eating my steak. <laughs> Why does it make you laugh that my mom because likes corporate restaurants? It, like it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. It's just funny that your mom comes in from, from Vegas and oh, well, is like, let's go to the Red Lobster. Okay, well, this is what I, I've been trying to avoid saying. My mom's a little snooty, and I don't know why. Because she doesn't have any money or anything. Right. But, like, she'll say things like, oh, Dan, Ohio food? <laughs> this <laughs> like, woman? Like, are you kidding like, me? Suze, you, you, you're born and raised here. She's like, I know, but I live in Vegas now. And it's like, yeah, but... You, you, Ohio food? <laughs> you go to the Chinese buffet there, too. Like, right. I don't understand. Right. Like, I don't understand. Okay. But, you know, I don't know. Just, you got to play gator. So there we were. Okay. And she still thinks that I, at one day, like, I just pulled the 180. And, uh, and and I, and I, I turned coat there, and I go minister route. And I said to her, I said, well, you better hope not. And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, I feel like if I do that, I am doing it because I know I can hustle that. And because I know, it's like, all right, it doesn't pay a lot, but I could, I could if, I, if, if everything fell apart, I would have to move, obviously. Yeah. But I'd go to Iowa. Right. I'd find like some small little town. I'd have a 400-person congregation before long. Who's the best minister in that town? He ain't better than me. You know what I mean? I'll get pyro going. I'll have Kiss Church. You know what I mean? Okay. You know what I mean? I know All you're right. allowed to wear football jerseys at the ones at the church at the movie theater, but I'm having Kiss Pyro. Where You know what I mean? You don't get that at church. 
I um I, I I totally think you could go out and do that. I don't know what it would take, um, but it's a possibility for you, dude. I mean, it's uh you know it's it's something she that she swears it's gonna happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, let's be real. At, th- at this point, you you know you, ah, she's wishful thinking. She still swears she's gonna get a grandkid out of me too. <laughs> right, like stuff like that. I mean, I get it. But Forty two, Sue. I'm barren. I see. I see how how your path could eventually lead to that. God, I hope not. Um, it looked like a hard life for my dad. You know yeah, I mean? and I mean, at the end of the day, you with you as a, a church leader, you can always make the argument of, well, are they exploiting it because they're making some money? Well, shouldn't you do everything for free? No, but I don't think you would turn that into like, a, you know, a mega church where it's like, dude, you're, 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 you're you know, you've got private jets and your congregation is nah. sitting there in dirt. All joking aside, I could do a lot of shady things in my life to turn a dime. Disparage my father's career actually doing it. That's a that would be a line too far for me. Like I wouldn't want to do that. I'd have to be pretty desperate. Like three more days before this place called me, and I was probably <laughs> like right there. Like, but it, but it, but it was just gonna be those three more. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Missed anything? Podcast it shortly after ten a.m. at wrqk.com, and we will talk to you again tomorrow morning six a.m. or Rock one hundred six nine. You guys have a great day. See you. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.